So, John, let's play a bit of S and S. It's like D. It's like what? Sorry, S and S. S and S. It's like D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, but this time it's sheep and scientists. Sheep and scientists. Okay. Okay. So picture this: you're a sheep. Okay. With me so far? I'm a sheep. Okay. Great. Uh, Now, one of your fellow sheep gets bitten by a mutated lamb thing and essentially turned into a zombie. Okay. Do you let them infect you and you overthrow your slave masters, or do you use this distraction to make your escape from the farm? Escape from the farm, obviously. Why would I voluntarily become a zombie sheep? Okay. On your way out, you notice that the sheepdog is about to get attacked by a zombie sheep. What do you do? Let it burn. But that bitch has been chasing after me for years. Wow. Pretty harsh. Okay. You just remembered you have two lambs. Okay. You don't know if they've been infected yet because you already left. (laughs) What do you do? Uh, They're done for. I'm leaving them. You abandon them. Okay. On your way out the farm, you find the original mutated lamb, which is struggling to stay alive. It looks very sorry for itself. What do you do? Crush its skull and move on. (laughs) Ruthless. Yeah. That's how you win these games. Well, yeah, no, you, 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 you've beaten me there. I didn't really have any further outcomes. That, yeah. yeah, you, you win, you live. Thank you. Good. Yes. I always suspected I'd do well in a sheep zombie apocalypse. So. I think you do one of the zombie apocalypse where you could outrun the monsters. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well done. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels and spin-offs to Black Sheep. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from my listeners with submissions they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and give a bit of a plot summary. I am Harry, the host with the most experience in sheep farming. Yeah, again, undeniable. You are Welsh. And joining Stay me is the truth. And joining me as always, the Black Sheep of the podcast is John Lucas. Nah. <laughs> That is actually a noise that you make. Yes, I know. <laughs> there, 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 there was no action. All jokes aside. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this movie spoke to me. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, great. So, what do you think of this? Black Sheep. This was exactly what I expected it to be. Is that a good thing? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. No, I did. I did. It was just exactly wow, what I expected. I'm sounding a butt coming. No, it was, it was, it was, no, this was good fun. This was good fun. I mean, it was like 80% of the way there. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like Snakes on a Plane or something, yeah. where I feel like somebody, presumably the, like the writer director, came up with the idea. I know, kill a zombie sheep. Mm-hmm. Great, that's hilarious. Let's make that movie. Mm-hmm. And then they made the movie. Yeah, exactly along that line, and they just threw yeah. all of the jokes they had into it. Yeah, pretty much. And that's fine. That's that. That's perfect. I would say I think the acting lets this film down big time. Or the yeah, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Nobody really felt like they had their heart in it. I don't know. It, it felt less like a proper film and more like a collection of like sketches. Mm. Like just oh, here's another funny thing that zombie sheep could be. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a zombie sheep extended sketch show. Yeah, there was no like, and, and, and you know, you don't go to a film like this expecting like a really you know watertight plot and no. Oscar worthy <laughs> acting. But I felt like a lot of the jokes would have been funnier if the acting was of a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody in this film has a Wikipedia profile, and I think that kind of says it all. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
it just a lot of the jokes just kind of fell flat because the way they were delivered wasn't very funny. Like the, the rhythm of humor, I, 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 I found myself thinking, I don't know, this is an unfair comparison, but I found myself like thinking, imagine this exact film, like same script, same concept, mm-hmm. same effects, but it's Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement and that whole crew. Mm-hmm. And it just instantly seems a million times funnier. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, it would just be a lot more like what we're doing in the shadows at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, it would just have act. It'd be, it'd be like a, a, a decent mix between that and Shaun of the Dead. Yes, which is which is definitely which is, which is way going. closer to what I think this film is trying to be. It's trying to be more Shaun of the Dead than it is. Yeah, I mean, does this not predate what we do in the shadows anyway? So it's not like that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so I don't think they were ever like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's what we want to do. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of Shaun of the Dead in there, and it's got a lot of um, Peter Jackson, like pre Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson, which I really kind of grew up on. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen. Have you seen any, any of the pre Lord of the Rings like horror like? No, I don't think so. Like before he did Lord of the Rings, he did these like really gross out horror movies. Mm. Like Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. And I loved all those. Like, But I'd, I loved them all when I was pretty much like you with this film. Mm. I loved them all when I was like 15 years old. And mm-hmm. I'm quite nervous to go back to them because I'm pretty sure they won't hold up. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're probably outright offensive in places. But, uh, yeah. you know, as a 15 year old, loved it. Like, because... They just felt like so transgressive and naughty to be watching those kind of things. Like, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about when I watched this. Maybe a couple of years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I first watched Black Sheep, and yeah. So when I brought it to the podcast now, I was just thinking like this: this might hold up. If I remember <laughs> yeah. it right. This might be a really good time, mm-hmm. or it might just be absolutely shit. And I had no standards back then. <laughs> and, and it's and I think I agree with you. It's eighty percent there. It's somewhere in the middle. The truth yeah. lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, what? How did you end up watching this the first time around? First time, oh, just at a friend's house. Sure, it is a classic. Yeah. Like, oh, let's watch this piece yeah. of crap. You know, yeah, this, this horror movie. Yeah, yeah so. pretty much. It's very much a teenage boys' film as well. Like one hundred percent teenage boys. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. Miles from civilization. I have a dream for the future. A secret experiment has given birth to a new breed of fear. Bloody animals. Oh my lord! Is something wrong with the sheep? They attacked us. Oh, nonsense. Oh, God, no. Get ready. For the violence. We're trapped. Of the lambs. The sheep are revolting. Aren't they? Oh, no. Black sheep. All right, shall I do a plot summary then? Go for it. Okay, so we start off. I'm interested to see how you do here because once again, this is a film that doesn't really have Hell, get me, get, that much of a plot. Get me going. Like as, as soon as I as soon as I mean, I'll be able to go. I think. But just well, so it starts with a kind of an idyllic farmyard scene of two young ah, boys. Got it. Got okay, it. Go. Okay. Um, yeah, so it starts there. The two, the two young boys, and there's this this pet sheep out in the in the garden or in whatever, the field. In the field, yeah. yeah. Well, they are sheep wranglers. It's a sheep farm. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, we see as do, do we see who it is or we, or we see somebody at least uh, come up with like a big axe or whatever and it's heavily implied that he kills the sheep Oh yeah, I don't think it's implied at all. That's what happens. He just decapitates that sheep. <laughs> well, yeah. no, what I mean is, you don't see it. No, you don't see the head leave the body, but you mm, certainly no. yeah. But like this film isn't above showing that gore. No, it was certainly not, as we will discover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then some, yeah. And so then the, uh, the the younger brother comes along and he's like, "Oh no, where's my sheep?" And so he goes, he goes looking about. He goes into one of the barns, and then the innards of his sheep just fall down from the ceiling, suspended by a chain. Yeah. And Classic then, kind of horror movie setup. Yeah, and then behind him, his big brother jumps out, wearing the skin of his pet sheep. Yeah, and I forgot what he says or screams. He or just they just scream. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I yeah, mean, as like, pranks I, go, as pranks go, that is, whoa, uh, it's and that, extreme. Yeah. yeah, and then somebody, I think the mother, maybe. No, it's um, not the mother. It's the housekeeper. It's the housekeeper, Mrs. Mac. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, she's quite a key character in the film. I mean, as you know, as much as anyone is in this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this film's got a lot of characters. Actually. It does. It does. Yeah, too many. Yeah. But yeah, she comes in and says, "Boys, boys, stop playing. It's your father." And it's like, okay, well, it's implied that the dad's dead. All right, he's but, had an accident. Yes, which we kind of come back to later in the film. He drove his Land Rover off a cliff. Yes. If you were to walk into a barn and you see that happening, so what, are, what are dead sheep's innards being? Yeah, being, being like, well, clearly the pet sheep, because like, yeah. it's kind of obvious that that's what it is. And the big brother is wearing its skin and tormenting the little brother who is just like breaking down in a corner. Yeah. You tell somebody, if, you, sure. if, if you're not the mother, if you if you are the mother, you send both boys to therapy right now. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, I think there's a lot of issues under the surface with this family, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so then it cuts to like... 15 years 50, later. 15 yeah. years later, yeah. And, uh, yeah, our main character, who I think is called Harry, actually. I truly... Nobody's name... There's only one name that I remembered from this film. And that's experience. It's experience, yes. Oh for, all, for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he comes back to the farm. His brother has invited him back to the farm because he wants to buy him out. Mm-hmm. It turns out that in this 15 years, let's call him Harry, um, <laughs> yeah. has... Uh, He's left the farm and he's gone and he's gone to college and stuff like that. He's yeah. just started life away from the farm, basically. Yes. And it becomes very clear that he is terrified of sheep. Yes. And has been seeing a therapist for his whole life about it. Yeah. Which, understandably so. Yeah. yeah. This actually reminded me a little bit of my dad. Oh, yeah. Strangely enough. Um, no, no. Go with me in this. Um, <laughs> wait, does it? No, no, no. My dad grew up on a battery farm. Mm-hmm. A battery ch- chicken farm. Mm-hmm. And Not one where they grow away your batteries. No, 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 no. A, ch- a chicken battery farm, yes. which I know is horribly cruel, but that's just, mm-hmm. I can't erase my dad's past. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how he grew up. And yet he has a terrible, morbid fear of rats to this day because right. the battery farm was overrun with rats. So this guy coming back to a childhood farm of like, and being really traumatized by it, I was like, oh, well, maybe this film's going to like strike a chord. They didn't, but you know. <laughs> Did your dad have a pet rat that was brutally murdered by a sibling? Or I mean, he never told me about that, but okay. it's entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the brother, the brother wants to buy him out so that the brother owns everything in that farm. I yeah, well, I wasn't clear on the plot dynamics. No, ultimately, but... the brother's back, and he's yeah, he's being bought out of the farm. Yeah, um, that's all that's important. Yeah, this <laughs> film is not heavily plotted. I would say. No. <laughs> And his brother is, he's practicing this, first of all, see him practicing this event mm-hmm. because he's got this genetically modified sheep 
that he wants to reveal Showcase, to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Is it for like investors? I wasn't sure what the whole. Yeah, I think he was trying to get investors for it. Okay, right. Just saying, like, hey, if you give us some money, then we can make loads of these sheep. We can breed this new sheep super species. Yeah. Did they ever say? No, they didn't. What well, like, the what... purpose? Like, what? What the no. sheep? What? What was better about these sheep? Do they produce more wool? Or they? They. They, ne- they never said. Okay, fine. <laughs> I did. That was a big question mark for me. Like, so what? Because yeah. as you will discover, that's a big plot point. The genetically modified sheep. But then also, what's not important about this film are details like that. That is true. That is true. Because okay. we're not here to watch that. No, you're right. No, you, we're not. Yeah. And I'll say this: this film is short. So. Yeah. 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 And so also, we're introduced to two other characters. One of them is experienced, and the other one is just standard hippie. I think he's called like Greg or something. Great. <laughs> really generic. Yeah. But they are they're activists. Yeah. And they are against GM. Yeah, they're basically, yeah, I, I'm always here for a film that's going to turn vegans into, like, the, the, the unwitting villains. villains. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> And so they try and, well, they want to try and get some evidence, basically, mm. of what of what's going on. Well, they're breaking into a lab that is also on the mm-hmm. same farmland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's where they created this GM sheep. Yes, yes, um, yes. And so they're trying to get evidence, like, how it's bad or it's wrong or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the guy, he runs down while the girl takes pictures mm. and he grabs just a random box that's while everybody's got their backs turned to him. Yeah, there's like these scientists in like white white yeah. coats and stuff. Yeah. He can't lift it, so he opens it, he takes out one thing from inside it's like it. It's a canister. This, yeah, yeah, it's this glass canister that's full of like just weird biomatter. He can't really see what it is. And he runs off with it. But he's spotted and he's chased. And uh, you have a little Lord of the Rings moment, you notice that? Which bit? Well, they just hide underneath like a. Tree oh yes, or they do. Yes, again, yeah. New Zealand connection. Yeah, New Zealand collect. This film is full of New Zealand connections. I wonder how many New Zealand films have uh, have done that. Oh sure, yeah. Just I like mean, we got Lord of the Rings. New, don't, New, don't don't forget. New Zealand has two things: Lord of the Rings and schlocky horror movies. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and lots of sheep. Yeah, and uh, while being chased, he drops it and it smashes. Mm-hmm. And at one point, when he's trying to crawl away or something, or he's hiding or some, I don't know. But this weird little lamb monster <laughs> thing. Now, this is the first proper This is the first bit where the film practical. gets silly. Uh, but this is the first, like, experience of, like, the real practical effects that we're going to get from this film. Yeah. Which I will say, very good. It looked fantastic. It won awards. This, well, the, yeah, it's the same, I'm sure you've read, it's the same practical effects team that worked on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, is that? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I appreciated so much. I mean, obviously, the, for this film is low budget. Like, I appreciated so much that it was a practical effects thing because mm. it just—it's it's always just a lot more fun. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's this papier mâché looking <laughs> rat baby lamb fetus. Yeah. yeah, clearly a puppet. Very clearly a puppet. It looks like oh, you're far too young for this reference, but it looks like a uh, lamb shop. The little there used to be a little uh, no. creepy old lady who used to do a puppet show, and mm-hmm. she had a, pup, a, a, a sock puppet called Lamb Chop. Mm-hmm. It had this really annoying song they would sing. Like, this is the song that does not end. It will go on and on, my friend. And it went. It's like it goes around in a loop. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It wow. looked like that. <laughs> okay, so like evil Lamb Chop. Is that back in the nineteen twenties? Yeah, whatever? yeah, yeah. Listeners over thirty-five, you'll be like screaming in recognition of that little reference. Yeah. Okay. Sherry Houston and Lamb Chop. Sure. She sounds old. Well, she's dead now, so yeah. So I guess she is. Yes. Great. And he gets bitten, firstly, in the ear by this thing. Um, Yes, and then we get our first... uh... See, here's the thing. I did struggle a little bit because my least favourite genre of film is the gross-out. I don't like gross-out stuff. I was kind of torn through this whole film by 
being amused by the effects and mm-hmm. also being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, n- more like nervous of what was to come. Yeah. And as it turned out, justifiably so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, it did look so fakey-fakey. Everything was clearly plasticine. And, you know, oh, yeah. So I couldn't really be that grossed out by it. But I was always a little bit on edge. like Because mm-hmm. I kind of expected, like, the key... When we, we'll talk about it, like... The thing that happens at a certain point in this film was something I was kind of like, for some reason, I just knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I know that's going to happen at some point. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to it. We probably. will get to that. Yeah. Um, he gets his ear bitten off by this thing. Yeah. And uh, then over the course of the next few scenes, he starts turning into a sheep. Yes. Bit by bit. So this escaped, um, or this unleashed chemical... Thing, this genetically modified creature thing yeah. sets off a plague which turns actual sheep into killer zombie sheep. Basically. Like flesh-eating yeah. zombie sheep. Yeah. And when humans get bitten, they turn into flesh-eating zombie sheep. Yes. Okay. But like humanoid-shaped sheep. Sure, yeah, yeah. They just start taking sheep-like qualities. Yeah. yeah. Sure, Okay. Yeah, just just making sure I'm clear on the science behind all this. Yeah, no, no, you've got it all correct. Okay, good. And so, yeah, the uh, experience she is. This is the the name of the girl vegan. She's called Experience because yeah. this film really goes in hard on vegans and animal activists. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, she meets up with our main character who who was currently getting driven off the farm by mm-hmm. the farm boy. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. okay, did you think so? The yeah, there's a character called Tucker, mm. who's the farm guy. Mm. And there's our main guy, Harry. Mm. Did you think for the first half I'm hour... Look, I'm looking up his name. But yeah, go on. Sure, that this was going to be like a God's Own Country kind of thing? No. Well, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be like a serious <laughs> drama. But I, I got way more... Maybe just, I don't know. Maybe it was just because, like, Experience was such a shitty actress. And the main oh, guy man. was so boring. Like, I, I got, like, anti-chemistry from them. Okay. Whereas I thought, maybe, like, as a bit of humour. Maybe, like, this this came after Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe there was going to be, like... Oh yeah, that that farmhand's quite sexy. Mm. Maybe they're gonna have a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of disappointed that that experience becomes a love interest because she was just super annoying. Yeah. But, mm. um, his name was Henry. So Henry, close yeah. enough. Yeah. He probably was called Harry at some point. Sure. Uh, yeah, they meet up in the Land Rover, and she's like, "Hey, you need to stop what you're doing and whatever." Because well, she I'm- points a gun at them. She gets yeah. She grabs their gun somehow and points a gun at them, mm-hmm. um, which they take very well. Yeah. Well, luckily the farm boy's quite smart, and he's like, "You've not got the safety on here. Let me show you." Well, I mean, smart relative to to her. To her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Hand me the gun," and she does, and he's like, "I'm not going to give that back." You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly genius, but it yeah. works. You know. And so they go to give her a lift back to her car. Yeah. Um, Very forgiving of the fact that she's just shot a sawed-off shotgun at them. Yeah. Well, but po- then pointed at pointed sorry pointed yeah. a sawed-off shotgun. Although that seems <clears throat> to just happen in this movie. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess they just wander off the land. Sure. Just like, we'll, we'll take you off the property. Yeah, sure. Just don't point a gun at us. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone pointed a, a shotgun at you, would you then give them a lift somewhere? Uh, no, but I mean, I wouldn't want them on the land that I owned. And if the land that I owned is like 50 miles in any direction, I'd be like, well, the quickest way for you to fuck off is to, for me to drive you. I guess. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, well, there's a sheep in their tracks. That, yeah, that doesn't move out of the way for the Land Rover, mm-hmm. and so they stop and they go and they try and get rid of it, but it won't go. I'm kind of forgetting where it goes at this point, this exact point. Well, the sheep doesn't the sheep attack them? 
Oh, no, isn't there like an abandoned house where some other guy's been killed by a sheep? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they come up. Yeah, they, they end com- up in. That's right, yeah, they come across an abandoned house. They find this other guy that's been killed by a sheep. Like, horribly mauled, like, yeah, throat mm. ripped out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they scream, and then that's, that's, that's when they realise that, oh, okay, it's the sheep. There's a little, the, like, the sheep are killing everybody. sheep shining crossover moment where the sheep just, like, bashes its head through the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe they'd ever made the sheep say, like, here's Johnny. Like, this, this, this film is this not was, above that. This film is not above that at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, they then know that the, that the zombie sheep are a thing, but they manage to get away, mm-hmm. which does include a lot of experience telling Harry just like feel your inner root mm-hmm. and all this. This was just death. For great me. hippie stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like some of it was. This is the thing. Some of it was like jokes that I could appreciate were well written. Mm-hmm. Like again, I'm all here for a movie that shits on vegans, but <laughs> but they just weren't delivered in a funny way. Mm-hmm. They were just like awkwardly like said like there was there was no comic rhythm to the jokes what have you got against vegans everything but you do gooders half our friends are vegans i know i hate them all and so then well they escape though there is a bit of a an incident where a sheep does manage to get onto their land rover yeah i mean this is the key yeah Um, you can't just skim over like the key set piece of the movie where there's literally a sheep driving a Land Rover. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. Um, in the in the process, the farm boy gets bit through Tucker. his... His name is Tucker. Tucker. He gets bit through his boot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they all manage to jump out of the Land Rover, leaving the sheep at the wheel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I laughed which, at... Which, the... which, uh, which I feel is the most unrealistic that this film got. Because, like, I was on board with, like, Zombie sheep biting people and stuff. Sure, but that's the only time where a sheep did like did a human thing. Drove a drove a car. Yeah, it drove a car. Like it was like it was steering. It was steering. What, what did it grip with? I don't know, but it, but it was, wasn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. it was definitely there. Other than that, they were all just mindless zombies, sure. and they were sheep, and it worked. That was the one bit that didn't feel like didn't feel like it fitted. Yeah, if it, they if they did do a thing like here's Johnny yeah, yeah, or something, yeah. then this would have worked. But. I okay. don't really think this was in keeping with the film. Well, I think everything they did just came from a place of, oh, that'll be a funny little skit, skit you know? Yeah. Let's have a sheep, yeah. I laughed a little bit at the sheep driving over the cliff. Like That was like, yeah. that got a chuckle. I laughed a lot harder when they all jump off the same, like, back of the truck mm. thing. And the dog jumps off. Yeah. And the dog has clearly been, just like, been flung. flung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that too. That the dog, just the way it landed, like, someone had clearly just flung that dog off. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, that really made me laugh. Which is weird, because it's a fairly well-trained dog. Like, yeah, what, how what, hard what, is it to make a dog jump off of, like a prop? At like, one point, they get that dog to jump over a fence. Yeah. And there's clearly nobody around. <laughs> don't know how to do it. Just wasn't having it that day. No. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it was a bit much to do it, like, while moving and everything. Sure. I mean, I don't know if they were really moving, but, yeah. Well, everybody, all, all the humans jumped off in that shot as well. Oh, I see. It's just so they, and they land And they landed on grass that was moving. Oh, okay, fine. So, I guess, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of outtakes. I'm sure there's a lot of go on jump. Yes, I would love to see go some. Behind, I'd love to see some behind the scenes stuff on this film because mm. there's obviously so much practical stuff happening. But yeah, yeah. Um, so now they are without Land Rover mm-hmm. and they are quite far away from the farm buildings. Mm-hmm. It never says how big the farm is, but let's no. just assume it's big. Sure. Um, I, again, I don't think like space and time. No. Particularly matters in this movie. No. And they know that um, they need to get back to the farm because they need to warn other people, just like, guys, the sheep are zombies. Yeah. 
And weirdly, uh, Harry's brother has people coming over to, let's call him Sam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This makes this film way more entertaining for me, just to imagine. (laughs) But anyway, he has people coming over to come and see this new sheep. And so they're like, we need to go back and warn these people, like, don't come to this farm because, like, shit's going down. Sure. Uh, and they do not get there in time. In fact, they get there just like a minute too late, just in time to see once all the people are sat down and Harry, who, by the way, has been bitten or something? No, he hasn't been bitten. Tucker's been bitten. Sorry, uh, Tuck, Tucker, I meant... The farm boy. Tucker the farm boy has been no, bitten. No, 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 no. I meant, I meant Harry, Harry's brother. What, how, how did he get bitten again? He just got bitten, I think. He got bitten by the, the hippie guy. That's right. The hippie guy has now become a sheep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he, he. I mean, really, this is a futile plot summary. This, <laughs> this film is absurd. Just, things just happen. You know? I'm doing my best. No, you are. You are. You are. I'm just saying. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too hung up on the order of event. Just, but like, well, these are things that happen in this nonsensical film. Yeah. 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 Um, well, anyway, so he he gets bitten and he finds himself slowly turning into a sheep. Yes. We've skipped over a bit, as we have with many bits in this plot summary, because it is all over. Yeah. Or does it come later, where they go into the lab, and they see that sheep that's been skinned and it's hanging from the ceiling? But yeah, I think they find that on the way, don't they? Do they? I mean, I don't think it matters. At some point, they're in a lab, and so is this when they when Tucker pulls his Wellington boot off, and you see that his his foot has become a, a sheep's hoof. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, they 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 find this lab. They go in. He takes his boot off. You see, it's that he's turning into a sheep. Yeah. It's no good. They also find the sheep that has been skinned cut open but it's still got its heart beating and it's still alive and it's yeah. it's horrific yes but also why is it that what does this add to the film I don't know I, I guess it just shows that the lab is evil yes that's, that's what it shows yeah. yes they're playing with life and death mm-hmm. and uh, yeah from there they try and escape the lab and they run uh, leaving Tucker behind yeah he poor gets, old Tucker is just left uh... he gets injected with something and he passes out or whatever yeah um, and I was like, come back, you're the only charismatic actor in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And the other two, they run away and hide in the only place they can, which is the waste pit. Yeah. Which is what exactly? It's where all the bio waste goes. Okay. But it it's seems... just all the bits and pieces of sheep. Sure, I got that bit, but then it seemed like at a certain point it also became like an infrastructure underneath the entire field where they could just go anywhere. Yes, it it is connected to a cave system. Yes. Um <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Convenient cave system. Okay. Which actually brings them out just at the right place so that they can watch as all these people that have gathered come and see this new old field sheep mm. get murdered by a flock of sheep. Yes. And this is when the film gets very grisly where the sheep just massacre an entire field full of people. I love it. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty fun. Mm. <laughs> um, what was your favourite death? I don't know. I mean, they really went in. Like, this is when I was like, oh, this, they, they spent some money on the special effects that mm. maybe could have been funneled a little bit into the actors. But, like, <laughs> um, yeah, a guy has his entire jaw ripped off by a sheep. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. A guy has his leg eaten. Yeah, uh, has their lips taken off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just very gory. You got you, Obviously, you've got your standard issue priest running around trying to oh, like, yeah. do the whole, <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd thing, and then he gets yeah. eaten as well. And, yeah. Um, somebody gets their uh, intestines just like slowly oh, pulled yeah, out through their of, stomach. Lots of that, yeah. That's my favourite. Yeah. It's very it's very kind of like, yeah, Walking Dead. Mm. But with sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say less shocking. Well, yeah. The, I mean, walking, you... the walking Dead's more like, here's a child getting eaten by zombies. 
Yeah, the Walking Dead like holds a little bit back and then gives it to you in a in a moment that's going to shock you. This is just yeah. this just goes all out. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. These sheep are eating people. Mm-hmm. And uh, weirdly, that's not like the end of the film. No, that's only like, like halfway through. Yeah. And so from here, it's more of a well. There's not much that happens from here on out, to be honest. It's just but, running away from zombie sheep, basically. Yeah. But uh, Henry's brother. The brother's fully evil, by the way. He's fully evil, partly because he is turning into a sheep as well. Yes, but he was always evil before that. I mean, he did... Yeah. We established that in the first scene, I guess, when he's the little kid. and he, Yeah. yeah. But he's not grown up. No. He's still evil. But he is now losing his humanity. Yes. And uh, he takes this old field sheep that he's, that he's made, this genetically modified sheep, um, and it just... In all the commotion that's going on, everybody being eaten, he takes this sheep and runs inside to keep them both safe. And they have a little moment together. And he has sex with it, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because they just really went for every joke they could possibly go for. With the... I did like it when our main characters burst into this room and he's there, trousers down, just like smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Just like a post-sex bag. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just so casually. Yeah. But yeah, again, what was the brother trying to achieve? Um, I mean, well, this whole zombie thing wasn't deliberate. No, that's what I mean, like, but to what end were they, I mean, not for shag, not in terms of shagging the sheep, but like, what was he trying to sell these sheep on? Like, what was his end game with all of this? I I don't know, just to make a a really good sheep that's (laughs) better than another sheep, you know, like, I don't know, makes more wool or better meat or, you know, gives birth more often or something, I don't know. Okay. But what you landed on was flesh-eating zombies. Yeah, it went wrong. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. The lab containment systems of you know throwing it in a hole not, yeah, strangely enough not working yeah. yeah didn't didn't really work very well mm-hmm. yeah and so then uh, the brother turned just full-on turns into a monster sheep yes and uh they have a bit of a fight with it somebody turns on a plane um, oh yeah there's the, like a little uh crop duster thing isn't yeah, it? yeah they turn on the propeller of this plane there's nobody in the plane no it just seems to be wheeling itself around the field <laughs> yes yes I, um, I had questions about that as well yeah <laughs> And uh, just as the main characters are about to lose the fight, uh, the plane comes up behind this guy, the the brother, the sheep brother, mm-hmm. and um, just like mashes up his back. Yes. You think he's dead and they're all like, Whoo, okay, great. Whew. And then all these sheep are in the barn and they're just like, hiya. And well, they go, man, they don't say hiya. No. And hiya. <laughs> the sheep were just like really camp. Like, hiya. <laughs> And they're like, oh, shit, how are we going to get out of this one? And then the brother, now in human form, but very injured. Yes. Because the farm boy is back. Tucker came back. Tucker yeah. came back and he just, like, wiped something in everybody's mouths and just, like, you're cured. Yeah. He you're f- going to say human now. Yeah, he, he fully deus ex machina this movie. Like yeah. Now. And so then uh, the brother, who has now turned into a human, but is severely injured, mm-hmm. um, he's like... My lovelies, come back to me. And he just like walks into this herd of sheep. Yes. Um, and they tear him apart, penis first. Yeah, they eat his dick. Yeah. yeah. And y- you see that. You really to, do. They really just, They really go there. Yeah, they really like, is this movie going to show a guy getting his dick eaten by a mm-hmm. sheep? Yes, absolutely we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the cherry on top of this film mm. um, is like, well, how are we going to get rid of all these these zombie sheep? Sure. Well, they're eating this guy. And you know what sheep sort of contribute towards, um, you know, greenhouse gases-wise? 
Which we'd already established because this is one of the things that the annoying vegan woman had like banged on about. Mm. about the methane mm-hmm. production from sheep, yes. Yeah, they fart a lot. They do, yes. And so, of course, Harry just like lights his lighter and throws it. And then in slow motion, we see his lighter spins and spins and the flame goes out. But somehow the film moves past that. That always, like, <laughs> that always happens in films. They always have yeah. the moment where the hero drops the lighter. But have you, have you ever used a lighter? It goes out instantly as soon as you take your finger off the thing. Yeah, it just I mean, goes I mean, out. I think there are lighters that you can like keep it on, like those weird sort of metal clip ones. Okay. But the amount of times that you've been holding a lighter like on, yeah. and then you like move slowly across the room to go and light another candle, yeah, or like across the cake to light another birthday candle, and just that movement blows the lighter exactly. out. Yeah, like that happens a lot. Yeah. There is not a chance in hell that you could ever throw a lighter and the flame would stay alight. This is where the film really lost me. Yeah, I mean, this is all films. Yeah, yeah, no, it yeah. happens in serious films too. I yeah. Agree. yeah, nobody ever throws a lighter and it goes out in the air no. in a film. Yeah, it, it would be funny. It would. Anyway, they throw the lighter. One of the sheep farts. It ignites it, and all the sheep explode. Mm-hmm. Happy ever after. Sure. Yeah. That, and that's that's the end of the film. Yeah. That's it. That's that. That is the film. Yeah. Yeah. Did they build much of a romance between Harry and... I didn't give a shit. No, I mean, they did. They kiss. They have a kiss, Mm. but it's like, yeah. I I was really hoping she would die earlier than she did. I mean, she didn't Mm. die. Yeah, she didn't die at all in the end. Yeah. She Uh, was a bad actress. Yeah. They all were. were, The main guy, so boring. Mm. Like, it really did take away from the film for me because they could have made... It would have been so much funnier with comedic actors who were charismatic. Tucker was kind of there. He was kind of doing it for me yeah but yeah the main guy and the main girl were just so boring and bland and flat mm-hmm. yeah. it was like they were improving. <laughs> yeah but not well no that's what I mean that, that, there was no lower praise like. mm. um, there is a bit of a a bit after this mm. which is Tucker just giving that cure to literally everybody else yes and so it's just all these they're, they're just going through the same fences that the sheep normally go through and he's wiping the thing in their mouth just like they do for a sheep yeah yeah, then it just pass on into the next field and it's just these people that are just like, oh my God, I was a sheep for a while. I am insane right now. And I, yeah, ate my nearest and dearest. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the film ends. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. It's weird, right? Well, it ends with a cliffhanger or a sequel setup, I, mm. would, I should say, uh, where we see the sheepdog in the distance. Oh, yeah. And and then it it, it bleats. Yeah. <laughs> implying that it, it has been infected, I guess, by mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Yeah. So yeah, any day now that sequel's coming, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right after this break, I imagine. Sure. So first, let's do drinking games. Let's do some drinking games, sure. Unless you've got anything else to say about this this uh, silly film? No, no, I think you've covered all of the important pro- plot cool. points, really. Okay, well, drink every time the experience says something a bit hippy-dippy. Yeah, I have a drink for stupid vegan jokes, which is essentially the same thing. Um, by the way, I forget at what point it comes in the film, but did you notice the bit where she eats fish? No. When does she eat fish? Oh, I forget. It's like the not when she eats the, the he- sheep testicles at the end. No. 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 It's not that. It's not that. I mean, of course, that joke was in there as well. Yeah. No, there was a bit where like she eats like sushi or something. Or no. What... When was the sushi? No. No. It's not sushi. No. I forget. Or maybe she just says like she's partial to fish or something. I don't know. There was a bit. It must have been like the housekeeper gave it to her or something. No, the house when when she gets given the. It's not the testicles. It is, because that's when she says, oh, sometimes I eat fish. Is it that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. That. Yeah, sure. What? Mm-hmm. So who who are you then? Maybe she's just a pescatarian. 
Yeah, but she's clearly not. I think no, she's multiple clearly... times in the film she says that she's a vegan. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they have to get that in a mouth and, you know, and, and, and she's clearly about, you know, all life matters. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe this but experience maybe teaches her to open up her mind a little bit and then she becomes a pescatarian. But what? So this experience makes you think like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably should eat more meat. Sure. I mean, if this is what animals you will do. You survive a zombie and... apocalypse. Yeah. And you think, I want to eat some more meat now. You know, you know what I've got a craving for? Eating some flesh. I would definitely... Like, I'm not I'm not against it, by the way. But, um, really, you finish the zombie apocalypse and you just want to eat some flesh. Well, I would imagine her sympathy for sheep and other animals has gone down somewhat since before this experience. Mm, yeah. Although everything that happened was just by uh, human scientists doing stuff to them. Sure, but, you know, she, she's... At a certain point in the film, she is gleefully riding on the back of a truck just shooting sheep dead with a sawn-off shotgun, so... True. I think her vegan days are probably behind her. True, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I disagree, but also don't really think the film expected anybody to go too deeply into any part of it, let alone this part. No, absolutely. So, yeah, okay. Yours? Uh, okay. Drink every time somebody points a gun at somebody else. Sure. It happens so much, and every time <laughs> they don't react in the slightest. No. Like, there's a bit with, uh, early on with the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. So there's a housekeeper who's the one who tells the two boys that, oh, your dad's had an accident. Like, yeah. Uh, and then later on, the uh, grown-up Henry, Harry, whatever his name is, mm. goes into the ha- the family house, and the housekeeper just points a, sh- a sawn-off shotgun mm. at the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of goes... presses it against his head. Presses against his head, and he just kind of goes, oh, Mrs. Mack. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, he's so casual. Like, this is a man who was morbidly afraid of sheep. Yeah. But having shotgun placed to the back of his neck, that's just like, oh, Mrs. Mack. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like when he greets her, she's like, I've not killed anybody since Christmas. Yeah. Well, again, that was just a <laughs> stupid joke. But yeah. yeah. Um, very good. Drink for transformations. Yes. Which, once again, looked great. They did. Like when Tucker was like sort of toggling between the two. Like, that, that was a really good effect. It was had. very, like, American Werewolf. Mm. Have you seen those movies? Yeah, no, but I've seen the transformations. Yeah, yeah. So, it, 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 yeah. Like, they really, really obviously were paying tribute to those, like, 80s mm. body horror kind of films. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked yeah, it, it a lot, yeah. Uh, drink for abrupt scene transitions. Oh, yeah? This is what I meant about, like, how the jokes didn't land. Mm. Like, there were a lot of moments when just a scene would be kind of happening, and then it would just be like, oh, now we're going to go to something else. Mm. And it felt like the... The scenes weren't flowing in a way that was had a good like cinematic rhythm to them. It was just like, yeah. oh, and now we're in the next scene. Yeah, like it was very strange. It's hard to describe, but it was very strange. Mm-hmm. Did you notice it? Uh, not ma- not massively. No. Okay, I, I really did. It was just, yeah, it, it just didn't have good flow for me at all. Probably mm-hmm. just because of the bad acting. But yeah. Okay, last one. I guess just drink whenever ever someone gets bitten. I mean, that'll really. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll send you over the edge completely. Yeah, but, definitely uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, so on that cheerful note, <laughs> yeah. uh, listeners, just before we get to sequels, just want to remind you um, that me and John are on Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can go to patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. You can support us for as much or as little as you think we're worth. We don't do tiered systems. Um, nope. We're just... We have a fake tiered system where every tier gets you the same amount of basically, benefits. Basically, it so, yeah. pays feel, really. Um, if you do, you get a few benefits. You get a bonus show what, uh, where every now and then we'll uh, review a film instead of pitching sequels to it. Um, I've got another one coming out just after this episode. Going to do it on that Eurovision film that's on Netflix right now. That I have much to say about that film, yeah. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you get the extended versions of the main show episodes, uh, mm-hmm. which really good. A little bit of bonus content for you. Yeah. Um, also, 
you get a 30 second advert slot on the main show every now and then you get guest on the main show as well you can choose a film for us to do yeah don't need to guest you don't want to you can just choose film and just we'll do it for you um and also you get our exclusive facebook group mm-hmm. so yeah all that available at patreon.com slash beyond the box set yes let's see alex uh what do you think of jaws which is at 97 percent rotten tomatoes i find it to be anti-shark propaganda what do you feel about the entourage movie which is at a meager 33 percent i think they finally got hollywood right how about it follows 97 percent worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk how do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Right, do you want to do a sequel? So, my sequel, in classic horror movie style, I think it opens on a cold open. Okay. And this cold open is of... An open field, we're still in New Zealand, and a single sheep is walking. What, how would you describe how a sheep moves? Does it walk? Does it canter? Does it totter? It walks. It walks? Okay. I mean, it depends how it walks. You know, it's just kind of strolling. It's just, just walking along, like it's walking. It's walking. Okay, yeah. fine. So it's a single <laughs> it's a single sheep walking through a field mm-hmm. on its own, and it comes upon a quiet village. Mm-hmm. The sheep comes upon like the outskirts of a very quiet village, and it wanders in. And there's no one around, no one on the streets, whatever. The sheep is on its own. And in this village, the houses are tiny and green, and it's all very picturesque. And the sheep can hear the sound of, like, revelry from a local pub. Mm -hmm. So the sheep follows the sound of the, you know, fun being had Mm -hmm. and ambles through the saloon doors of the local tavern. (laughs) Okay, yeah. In which there's a packed crowd of small, hairy-fussed people drinking, dancing, and reveling. Okay. Yeah. A good time is being had by all. Mm-hmm. Until a voice shouts out, Cut! Stop everything! There's a bloody sheep on set! <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that voice belongs to none other than Peter Jackson. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure you were way ahead of me on that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, there's... I got that it was Lord of the Rings. I didn't get that it was the filming of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. What I'm getting is, you know, famously shot in New Zealand. Yeah. So I thought, well, since this film doesn't have anything specifically that ties it to a particular place and time I don't mm-hmm. think like no one uses a smartphone or anything in this film mm-hmm. so it could it could really be any time mm-hmm. so I'm just going to choose to say it was in the late 90s you know yeah. um, or early noughties whenever those films are being made early noughties, early noughties. only a few years before this film probably yes so, so it probably it, works perfectly yes yeah so it's Peter Jackson who immediately instructs a crew member like a boom mic operator or something mm. to get the creature off set so they can carry on with filming so the boom operator, who can maybe be a cameo by someone moderately famous, I don't really, mm. I've not really thought it through, but you know, Viggo Mortensen or something. No, it can't be him because he's in the film. Oh uh, yeah, could be yeah, some yeah, Sam Neill. Great, he, he's yeah. from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good cameo from Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Runs up to the creature, kind of grabs it by the neck, and hauls out of the tavern mm-hmm. off the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it's outside, he releases it and attempts to kind of shoo it away, mm-hmm. but the sheep's just not moving. Yeah, it just stands there, not going anywhere mm. and so Sam Neill the boom mic operator has to be more and more 
aggressive, aggressively trying to like get the sheep to run away, like mm-hmm. you know, shouting louder and trying to shove it. Nothing doing. The sheep just stands there, stares at him, mm-hmm. like dead behind the eyes. Yeah. Until eventually, the sheep's eyes turn red and it bites down on Samuel's arm, oh, no. very hard, hard enough to draw blood. Mm-hmm. So he screams in pain, and then the sheep finally runs off. Mm-hmm. And then Sam Neil, our boom mic operator, swearing and grumbling loudly, mm-hmm. staggers back into the set, mm-hmm. gets a bandage for his bloodied arm, mm-hmm. and filming continues. Yeah. And then we get the title card. Mm-hmm. Black Sheep, The Two Towers. Oh, no. <laughs> T-E-W-E, Two Towers. And what this is going to be, my, my concept for the sequel... I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, whatever, carry on. My concept is that, obviously, it is a film about backstage at the making of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking we can bring in... I'm just trying to bring in all the New Zealand stuff that I know. So it's also a spoof documentary. Um, and I'm thinking the main characters are... So it's, it's about the filming of The Two Towers mm. from the perspective, not of the actors and the directors, but of like the stagehands and the boom mic operators okay. and you know, the yeah. stunt coordinators, all the... You know, you know all, all the practical people, basically. Mm. And I'm thinking they can all be played by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement and mm. that whole crew. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those people who were in, like, What We Do in the Shadows and all those movies. Yeah. Okay. And it can take the form of a behind-the-scenes making of the Two Towers documentary that they're filming for the DVD release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just so happens to be taking place while a zombie sheep infestation sweeps through the set. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. 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 So that's the, not the intention of the documentary, but that's just what's happening. So, I mean, obviously, Sam Neill has been infected by a... So he's going to die fairly early on. Mm. Yeah. He's going to succumb to his sheep bite and become like a sheep-zombie-man hybrid thing, you know. And he's going to bite more people. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to spread around, basically. So, yeah, the, the main cast are going to be these, like, backstage players. So it's going to have Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Viggo Mortensen... Sean Aston, um, Andy Circus, they're all going to mm. be in this, yeah, but only in like the background. Okay, they, they can like send themselves up, you know, like their screen personalities up as like you know, spoiled actors, who, yeah, you know, but they're only really in the background. You just see them in like background shots and stuff. So okay, I think that'll yeah. make it like funny. I'm, I'm thinking of it really as that like spoof documentary kind of thing, right? Yeah, so they can just yeah. be cameoing as themselves, mm-hmm. but in the, but while they're trying to make this, you know, trying to get the two towers filmed, which is you know, a very high stakes situation, there's also this zombie sheep apocalypse happening in the background you know and mm-hmm. all, all the main cast all the main crew are starting to be bitten by sheep and people are going missing people are turning up dead people mm-hmm. are turning up like limbs ripped off dicks eaten you know the whole the whole <laughs> shebang yeah you know? and so the crew are having to desperately try and contain this problem while keeping shooting on track and on budget okay is, yeah know, obviously gonna be because it's a big film it's a huge film and they've mm-hmm. already sunk a huge amount of money into it because mm-hmm. didn't it wasn't it that they shot all three lord of the rings films before even one of them was released yeah, I think so, yeah. So this happens midway through the two towers. They mm. can't afford to just be like, well, we need to shut down production because there's a zombie apocalypse happening. Mm. Like, th- there's no money for that. Like, they've committed too much already. Yeah. God, it's insane the amount to get the go-ahead to film all three films at once. I'm going off topic. Now. I don't think it would ever happen Rings. again. I think, yeah. Like, because Lord of the Rings wasn't... It wasn't a sure thing. No, like, it, it was just a... I mean, it was a you know, very good series of books mm-hmm. that was dear to a lot of very nerdy people's hearts. True. And I guess they're somewhat doing. It, take, it takes it takes a lot to to do something like that and to make it work. Like it worked for Star Wars, but that was just one film when it started. Yeah, yeah, no, dear, yeah, exactly. The Star Wars had already come out and been huge before the 
said that they could make two more. Mm. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like, I know now they're making like the f- f- two, three, and four Avatar films at the same time. Mm. But at least they can say that one already was the most profitable film of all time or the most high-grossing yeah. film of all time. Yeah. Like, whereas, yeah, Lord of the Rings was huge stab in the dark. Yeah, massively. And you think how, like, intricate and how good those films are as well. It's not just like they were just three cheapy films. Like, mm. They must have been very high budgets. Yeah, no, absolutely. They absolutely were, so. Peter Jackson must have slept with a lot of people. Clearly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Ian McCallan helped. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically, we're going to be showing the filming of The Two Towers in the background of this uh, increasingly fast-paced, sweeping zombie mm-hmm. sheep infestation. So, yeah, as well as the cast, obviously, playing versions of themselves. I think, like, so initially we've got our crew members who were like they're all going to be like lowly boom mic operator mm. stunt coordinators sound guy you know like, you know yeah not high ranking in the whole film and they're really trying to keep it under wraps you know as well first of all we're going to follow them as they understand what's happening like you know first of all sam neill's character mm-hmm. disappears and then it turns and then some other bodies start being found being like brutally massacred and chewed up and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah and they're trying to solve the mystery and then they're going to figure out oh it's it's sheep yeah. yeah, it's a it's some kind of zombie sheep apocalypse, and then they're trying desperately to like keep that under wraps and keep the film going without letting like Peter Jackson or mm-hmm. the cast know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And then it's going to escalate and escalate and escalate. You know, more people are going to die, and eventually they have to tell Peter Jackson because you know it's just it, it, the entire crew is being overwhelmed. Like half the crew are like sheep zombies at this point. So I'm thinking Peter Jackson can kind of play a tyrannical version of himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, where they finally tell him and he doesn't get, he doesn't give a shit. So he's like, I don't give a fuck, just deal with it. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to finish this film one way or another. Yeah. So nothing's going to stop him. So, And what I'm thinking is... So they're trying to like fight off hordes of actual zombie sheep, much like the first film, while also trying to like choreograph the Battle of Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. So, which is you know, a very tricky mm-hmm. battle scene and requires a lot of extras yeah. to play the orcs. Yeah. And I'm thinking the day will come for filming this incredibly important battle scene and that'll be the same day that the sheep zombies fully attack mm. and basically they're going to eat all of the extras mm-hmm. all okay. the extras get eaten yeah and so there's no extras and that, this is a disaster there's no extras left for the, the the most important battle sequence in the movie yeah so they'll they don't know what to do and that's when they have to come clean to the director and to the actors and be like look we can't shoot this battle sequence today because we have no we have no no extras. They're all gone. They've all been eaten by Yeah. But we do have a giant army of sheep zombies. Yeah. And that's when the actors are like, Well, we're trained for battle. And so they decide to shoot the Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm. And because the I did think like the zombie sheep kind of look like orcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I'm just thinking it'd be really fun if like the, the big battle sequence in the two towers with all the like orcs, you know on the battlefield like they're all fighting for real like all the orcs are, are actually just yeah half transformed sheep zombies who are like yeah f- driven by bloodlust yeah and all of the actors are like fight, fighting for their actual lives <laughs> and yeah and the, some of them are a lot better at this than others but yeah but they succeed and that's how maybe that's how they win they all rally and you know mm-hmm. they fight back and thank god they said they managed to win the day <laughs> and they get a really great battle sequence out of it because it's a real battle yeah it's a real real battle yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. I like it yeah that's the the two towers. <laughs> very good. Stupid, but very yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mine starts sometime after the original. Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the scientists who created the the old field sheep, you know mm-hmm. that 
sheep that was revealed, has decided to do it again. Also, a scientist survived. Yep. Because they all got fully eaten in the original movie. Yep, this guy wasn't on site at the time. Okay, sure, he was on annual leave, sure. Yeah. Uh, but this time he's going to brand it as his own invention and sell it himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause Is that his evil scheme? Yeah, basically. Sure. He's yeah. like, well, you know, clearly that was going to be a thing, and mm-hmm. I know how to do it, so I may as well do it and sell it and make some money. Sure, okay. Great. Yeah, but like, as far as he knows... Uh, the old field isn't a killer, like or anything like. That. He doesn't know anything about that because he wasn't on site. He just knows that all the farmhouses were destroyed by hippies last time, and lots of people were murdered and driven insane. Okay, so he doesn't see any connection between that and the genetically modified sheep that he's working. With. No, he just thinks that a- activists got in the way of it and and just gutted people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, well, yeah. violent vegans. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the cover story. Sure, that, that's that's pizza for you. Yeah. It, it's an easier sale, isn't it? Like, it's an easy thing to put in newspapers, just like activists like yeah. blow up a farm rather than like zombies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, he goes He goes ahead and he makes another old field sheep. Mm-hmm. This sheep is born and a scientist aims to mother it to maturity. So cue a super cute montage. Oh, so it's like, is it like starting as, a, he's got a little as an adorable baby lamb? Yeah. yeah. So like, like the practical effect lamb fetus in the original movie, but like super cute. Yeah. Like the gremlins version. Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. I like, that, I like that. That, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and as the montage goes on, the lamb gets a bit older and stuff. Is it like going to be bottle feeding again and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But only a little bit older. As the lamb can start to sort of like move around by itself and stuff and um, do its own thing, it starts to get a bit bitey. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, this guy, this scientist, he can recognise a failure. Right, yeah. He can, he can see like, oh, yeah, this isn't it. Mm. This this hasn't worked. This is not sellable. And so he needs to terminate it. Oh, no. So he gets uh, one of those gun things that farmers use, you know, that just puts like a metal block just in a, in something's skull. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he gets one of them and uh, he presses against the head of the lamb as it sleeps, but he can't do it. It's too cute. Can't do it. And they've become way too attached um, for him to actually kill it. Pull the trigger. Himself, yeah. So instead, he, he uh, just he sends it away to get killed off somewhere else, sends it to, to the local abattoir. Right, okay. Big um, mistake. Yeah. So we follow the lamb as it goes into a lorry full of uh, full of adult sheep mm-hmm. and is taken to the abattoir. It's guided out of the lorry and through a corridor between two wire fences leading to an entrance to the building. And there's some farmers nearby on the other side of the fences who are just talking. The lamb, being quite small because it's only a lamb, mm-hmm. and these fences are designed for like to stop grown sheep, manages to squeeze through the fence. Of course it does. Yeah. Um, it runs up to the farmers and uh, sort of bleats at them. <laughs> and uh, some of the farmers laugh at it because it looks a bit weird. Mm-hmm. And one of them looks down at it and finds it so adorable, his heart absolutely melts. And he picks it up. And while looking into its eyes, he says, I think this will be a great gift for my son. Oh, no. Is this just fully gremlins at this point? I think I'll name it Babe. Oh, Babe was a pig. So now it's a sheep. Okay. <laughs> Go with me on this. Okay. And so from here on, it is basically the story of Babe. But instead of being a pig... It is a man-eating sheep. Okay. Yeah, and so then it's going to kind of go through the form of babe. But uh, instead of convincing all the other sheep to do whatever the sheepdog says or whatever happened in babe, you know, when they have to win the talent show. Yeah, and stuff. sure. When was the last time you watched babe? Quite a while ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, it would have been on... It would be something for the show, but it's got a sequel. Oh, yeah, Babe, Pig and the Sissy, a yeah. classic sequel. Yeah, great title. Yes. But yeah, instead of convincing the sheep to, you know, do what the sheepdog says, babe, the man-eating sheep convinces them to overthrow their human overlords 
Oh, okay. He becomes like a warrior leader. And spread the word to neighboring farms. While still being a tiny, cute little baby sheep, baby lamb. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. And so Babe the the Man-Eating Lamb, sorry, I should be calling it a lamb, um, organizes a nationwide mutiny. Ooh. And there's like 40 million of those things in New Zealand. And so all on the same day, all 40 million sheep in New Zealand overthrow the farmers. Oh, wow. The sheep all break loose. They wreak havoc on the whole country. And the few humans that survive refer to it as the mutton apocalypse. The mutton apocalypse. Very good. <laughs> the rest of the world does not notice. No. just It's just New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Just gets wiped off by sheep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was Black Sheep 2, the mutton apocalypse. I like it. Mutton apocalypse. Is that a pun on something? No. No? Okay. I like it. I'm just trying to think about it. Like, yeah. Not intentionally. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, I was, I was trying to think of something. I was trying to think of a pun. Yeah. But this came and I was like, this is actually really good. I was also trying to think of something to do with like mutiny and mutton, but. Okay, like mutiny on the bounty, it doesn't work. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. nothing works. Nothing no. works. Okay. So, yeah, I think the mutton apocalypse is what I'm going to go, go with for that okay. one. Okay. I really, really like the idea of like a cute, tiny little baby sheep that talks that is also like a Hitler esque war leader. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I wanted to have like one one eye patch and uh, <laughs> speaking a little high in a little high pitched helium voice, like you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> all that works. All all the, all the all the surviving humans get sent to like prison camps, and yeah, <laughs> you could really go to some places with this. You could. All the humans get sent to abattoirs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. It's like a role reversal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Yeah, so that's the Martin Apocalypse. Very good, very good. I like that. <laughs> I can I can see the potential there. Yeah. All right then. Do you want to do some lesson submissions? Yeah. Do you not have any this week? No. No. I don't. Well, if you will pick obscure films, then. Well, well, it's not that obscure. Well, you didn't get any listener submissions, did you? So. Well, my post didn't get approved for whatever reason. Oh, okay, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure why. Genuinely, I'm not sure why. Okay. Well, I I managed to get a few in. So. Okay. okay. Tim Morgan said, "All black sheep, the evil sheep, get their first international caps against Wales." Okay, I yeah. believe that's a rugby joke. I think so. All yeah. Blacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really follow the sport, as you know, but yeah. Uh, Ryan Kleemer said it better. It just better star Brie Larson. And I can't tell. Is that is that a sheep pun? Is there a pun in Brie Larson of like sheep, or is it just because Brie Larson's in a lot of films? I was trying to figure it out, but I couldn't figure out if there was a pun in there or not. Um, Wonder. She played Wonder Woman, right? No, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, maybe? Brie Larson. Brie, yeah, it, it maybe, sounds maybe. plausible, doesn't it? But I just can't make the connection. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a pun is really close there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know it. Mm, okay, I, Ryan, I, I, let I, us know what the intention was behind that, yeah. please. Because I can't think of like any more of her, her like big famous films, I don't know, like Room or Captain Marvel or something, but none of them have any relation to sheep. No, yeah. Okay, well, Ryan, let us know where that was coming from because I like—I—I I, I think I like the idea, but I feel like we didn't fully appreciate it. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be thinking about that one for weeks. I know, yeah, the same. It really. <laughs> What's the connection? What is the connection? <laughs> we'll be like writing on chalkboards, like in the middle of the yeah, night, crazy yeah. people. Anyway, Dan Lebrecht said, "Red herrings. Town folk are mysteriously disappearing and being found dead, covered in tiny bites." Are the bats to blame, or piranhas, or koalas, or deer, or squirrels, or ghosts, or the new fish found in the pond, or stray cats, or wild horses, or... and so on and so yep, on. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, you know, red herrings. <laughs> okay, my personal favourite by a long shot this week. Uh, Mike Carey said, black sheep's back, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is great, love that. Joe Herman said, the third one needs to be called black sheep with a three. 
SH3EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Petty said uh, Black Sheep Chew. So same joke I made. Chew mm-hmm. Towers, Black Sheep Chew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaiah Hand said, obviously the title has to be Black Sheep 2 Back in Black. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Scott Hillman said, A Black Sheep Christmas. It's Christmas Day, and at a family gathering, that one uncle who nobody much likes turns up to the dinner. <laughs> There's always one in every family. Mm-hmm. And he brings his new girlfriend, who's called Dolly. But when he arrives, <laughs> it turns out Dolly is a sheep. <laughs> and while the relationship isn't romantic, it is awkward having a guy at the dinner table with livestock. And then it, he sa- and Scott says it turns out that the sheep is a mind-controlling zombie sheep. So, wow. Who somehow managed to, yeah. Mind-control the uncle. Hypnotise uncle. Yeah, Uncle Dickhead, I don't know. Yeah. Uncle Dickhead. <laughs> it's, there's always an Uncle Dickhead. <laughs> uh, a few more. These are these are more like reviews. Martin Gardner at MG Loves Fun says, This film sounds great or terrible. Either way, I must see it. <laughs> uh, at the Cinema Guys said, Black Sheep is such a great horror comedy. And finally, The Contrarians at Contrarian Prime said, David Spade's agent tells him he's been offered a role in the Black Sheep sequel. He takes it without even reading the script and hilarity ensues. <laughs> So I need to explain that one. There is another movie called Black Sheep that was released in like 1996. Right. It's yeah. an American like frat boy comedy kind of thing mm-hmm. starring um, Chris Farley, an actor who's now dead, mm. and um, David Spade, mm-hmm. who's in like Adam Sandler movies all the time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that he gets told that they're making a sequel to Black Sheep and he signs on thinking he's making a sequel to mm-hmm. the film he made in the 90s. But actually what he signed up for is uh, a New Zealand zombie sheep apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that could be quite fun. Yeah, very good. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and many others, all of which you can also leave as a five-star review. It really just helps us to reach new listeners and stay on top of the search rankings, so please do consider it. Uh, as mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us five stars or more if they could. All the details you can find in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Harry, mm-hmm. we are going to go into a little phase of requests from our Patreon listeners for the next couple of weeks to mm-hmm. say thank you to them for sticking with us over this uh, you know, long pandemic when we've not really been able to do a lot of guest slot stuff mm-hmm. so this is from julio one of our you know our dear listener friends and he has specifically requested that we watch a film called the girl with all the gifts Ah, uh, okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah and he did say we should watch it blind i don't mm-hmm. know anything about it mm-hmm. so yeah sure i've heard of it it rings a bell but i don't know anything about the plot but who made it who's it. in it so yeah we'll next week we will reconvene and do our sequels to The Girl with All of the Gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Cool. Lovely. See Sounds you then. good. So, yeah, join us next week for The Girl with All the Gifts. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.